Hey y'all. Welcome to Unfinished Business where girlfriends and talk radio collide. We are your hosts, La Janelle. Hey, it's Victoria. This is Sharice, guys. Hey, this is Shari. <laughs> this is Shari. <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of Unfinished oh Business. Please subscribe on um, iTunes and you can follow us on SoundCloud and you can also follow and listen on Podomatic. Um, On iTunes, we also ask that you write a review and give us some stars and we ask that you do the same on SoundCloud as well. You can like episodes on SoundCloud, it's a little different, but not too much. We appreciate the feedback. So yeah. Um, Before we get into the show, I just want to give a shout out to our editor, Portia, who is graduating this weekend. So shout out to her. She is my baby cousin. And it is crazy that she is, um, you know, about to graduate. I can't believe it. But she also puts in... Yeah, she puts in a lot of um, work for Unfinished Business. So she, um, between school, she also holds down a damn near a full-time job, it seems. And um, she helps, you know, edit the show, amongst other things. So shout out to her uh, for doing her damn thing. Portia, Portia, Yeah, 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 yeah. So question of the week. Mother's Day is around the corner, around the corner, meaning less than a week. So this week's question is the Mother's Day edition, and it is, who is your favorite television mom and why? So, oh, man. Corey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you to kick it off. I was afraid that that was going to happen because I didn't actually think about this. Uh, I got mine. I was about to say, I can. I, can, I know you got I your shot. I know you got your shot. I know you got your I want to say yours, Shade. I know yours. I was thinking about yours more than mine. Really? What'd you say? I don't know. I feel like I, feel like I might switch it up for you. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Can Shade go so I can see? Of course. So, Shade, who Shade, who's your mom? Okay. So, I'm going to go with Sophia Petrillo. But the truth is, it's Lisa Landry. <gasps> oh, no! Oh, Shade! my God! <laughs> that was mine! Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, my no! God! Shade, can I tell you the truth? I did not guess that. I thought it was going to be D from Oisha. Oh, oh I no, no, no. She was a bit too. I was thinking that you were going to go I with D. Too. I know. I thought it was going to be. Oh, man. Oh, this that's is crazy. Man. I don't even know you, man. Yo, that's <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Well, because this. Here's the thing. I was going to go with Sophia Petrillo, but I was like, she's mad at me, and I don't want her to be my mom. And I was like, Lisa always had the advice on deck. Yeah, Lisa Landry. Yeah, that was a good one, Shade. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Because I, I have a list of four. <laughs> okay, so, um, Sharice, do you want to share? No, one? let somebody else go, because I don't want to just knock out a whole bunch of moms. So let somebody else go. I'll go next. Okay, well, mine was Lisa Landry, too. Wow. Wow. Okay. MBS is friends. We real friends. (laughs) Of course, like, for one, I love Sister Sister. The thing is, honestly, when I thought about this question, I was like, okay, this could be, the responses could be kind of cliche, like, oh, you know, Claire Huxtable. 
Um, who else was I thinking about? Like, I was thinking about a lot, of course, the 90s sitcoms, like, you know, um, Aunt Viv and Family Matters. So, You're naming them all now. I'm done. I'm out. I'm just, right, I'm just right, saying right. they were my favorites. I'm just saying, like, I was thinking of, you know, and then I thought about it and I was like, Lisa Landry. Such, first of all, you know, it's Lisa Landry from Sister Sister. I love that show. And um, she was funny. She was this crazy ass single mom who was super ambitious and driven. She went with the flow, moving in with her long lost twin. Yo. Her daughter's <laughs> twin. Yeah, that was a crazy. Situation. You know what I mean? Like she dated. She she was, you know, she was a risk taker. I liked and. It's funny because I was looking at um, past episodes today, like different clips earlier, and I just remembered how much, like watching it, I remember how much, not only did I enjoy the show, but I enjoyed her character. So that was my pick. So Shade, yeah, I'm glad that Lisa Landry got loved two times on this show. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, Sherry, who's your favorite TV mom? All right. Well, I have two. Um, one was uh D uh D from um what you call it Moesha. Moesha Moesha that's a good one and my other one was Harriet Winslow okay yeah yeah okay. she made me laugh like yeah. she, I thought she was so funny I thought she didn't give a fuck like she said whatever was on her mind she was like I don't care about none of y'all feelings yeah Carl feel was about not y'all. like I'm and she worked really hard like she was an elevator operator. That's what she, she did. Was? Oh, I not. Even know. I, yeah, I, looked, I was like, I knew she had a job. No, I looked that shit up. Maybe something I read was wrong. If I'm wrong, I so apologize. Blame it. <laughs> but I looked it up on uh, Wikipedia, and they said that she was a. That is so like specific of a. So job. random, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's not a 70s job. That's not a 90s job. What the hell? <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I could have read the wrong thing. I mean, nah, nah, I, nah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, Harriet Winslow. That's a good choice. Yeah, I liked Harriet, Harriet Winslow. Yeah. She was black as shit, too, meaning like like a yeah. black ass mom. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> didn't have no time for games. Right. <laughs> um, so, Tori, have you decided? No, give me. Oh my God. Okay. So I have I have two. Um, um, and these moms actually they always made me laugh. I always look forward to seeing them um on the show. And um and they they had a, a hate hate relationship with each other. Uh, I'm going with um uh, Marion Gilbert and um what's Dwayne Wayne's mom's name again? Oh, <laughs> Uh, it just escaped me. Patty LaBelle's character. LaBelle, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't remember. A different world. Oh my God! It just left Adele, me. Adele, 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 Adele Wayne, Adele Wayne, and Marion Gilbert. I don't know if you guys remember the episode where they were like fighting over over Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, making yeah. A, That was actually a, a and that prune cobbler that she was always making, which you know Dwayne would lick off, and um, I just really appreciated their hate chemistry uh, on the show. Um, they both um, love their kids in different uh, different ways. Marion, she's just she was one of the original bad and bougie. Um, they had a bad and bougie list, and she wasn't on it, but she definitely should have been on it. She was crazy, and she um, um, Adele Wayne is just just, just ridiculous. <laughs> 
whole weight is just ridiculous. So pumpkin, do, right? You know, chipmunk. Chipmunk. There we go. There we go. She was black. She was. She was everything. She was like a grandma, and you know, she had a grandma feel. But you know, she always tried to keep Dwayne well fed, just like how my mom, you know, keeps me. <laughs> so, cobbler, right? So cobbler. No, no prune cobbler. Cobbler. It was prune, and she used to bring like little to go ones, because the, <laughs> there was the one time that Kinu and Whitley like spilled the big prune cobbler that she had, and she was like, "Oh my God, it's got in my and they spilled my." And then she had a little one like in her in her back pocket for doing. So, those are my TV moms. Okay, good choices. So, Tori, have you decided yet? All right. This is like the grand finale. It's it's not because I'm going to be considered cliche. Um, But if I had to bring it to like, I have a couple that I'm thinking about for different reasons. So, I have have the black Aunt Viv. Our skin Aunt Viv, she had to make it, man. Come on. Because (laughs) a couple things here. She was so regal. I have really like, you know, one of my favorite episodes is like when I think about uh, moms that I appreciate, I appreciate moms that, you know, held their do- uh, their children to a high standard um, and were able to do it with such grace. Um, and so I always love that episode when she went in there and killed it with all those young white women uh-huh. mm-hmm. who did. Like, and then she like died afterwards, <laughs> but she was able to walk out of there. That was like, um, that was like black mom magic. That was a black mom magic moment, um, if there was one. So there was that, and then even how she was ousted was such <laughs> a black mom thing to happen. You know what I'm saying? Just gone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then people making jokes of it. <laughs> um, She's still mad. <laughs> <laughs> There was that. Um, I I think who I wanted to most replicate in a weird way, not in a weird way, but like um, my family did have a really big obsession with the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Like we watched the whole series when we would drive down to um, to uh, Louisiana. And that's a long drive, you know, and it was like uh, we would rent cars, we would rent a van and like watch all of it on DVD. And we got like behind the scenes uh, footage or whatever. And I remember being a kid and uh, have you guys seen like the behind the scenes of how people got chosen for what and all that? No. No. Anyway, so we know that originally Claire was supposed to be Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be doing it. And we know that which I'm call it gotta because she was able to speak fluent Spanish. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have any of you seen the actual uh, audition tape? Yeah. Audition? It's crazy. I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's really great because they're like, oh, you know, and she like goes into fluent Spanish where she's like cursing people out. Mm-hmm. And the Arguing, first yeah. mm-hmm. in the first season, she does that. Um, where she gets upset and and like fusses in Spanish uh-huh. and um, I just always thought that that was really cool for just a black mom right. to be able to do that and um, so I have always just appreciated how well educated she was but if you want to talk about a mom that's going with the flow 
all of her kids were a disappointment, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And she handled it with such grace, with the exception of asking for a refund. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And and Cliff having to like bring her into the kitchen. Because that would be me. Y'all already know how I feel about people wasting my money with with college. (laughs) I want all my money back. With interest. So I always appreciated that she knew the exact number because people try to act like parents don't really keep tabs, but they do. And so I I appreciated the balance of pettiness and regality with those two um, um, black television moms. So nice. Yeah. Well put. Um, Yeah. So it just goes to show you how dynamic black television moms have been over the course of what 40 years now um so that was that was a good question that was fun we're going to get into the group chat and we're going to kind of take it in another direction in terms of you know what we're going to address and we're taking um we're going to talk about relationships specifically monogamy and Victoria, um, I'd like for you to give us the backstory on this topic that we're going to explore. Cool. So I think anyone who is like 30 plus is on Tumblr, but acts like they're not on Tumblr. Anyway, um, I was perusing Tumblr and then came across a post that was um, talking about toxic monogamy culture. And um, this particular person highlighted or bullet pointed all these different things that he believed contributes to the toxicity of monogamy. And um, it really made me think that, okay, so he, this person clearly had a poly angle as in polyamory angle. Um, But in recognizing that most people want to practice monogamy, in the United States or whoever's listening, you know, whatever. Rather than completely dismiss it, um, what are some aspects of monogamy that are normalized and that we can just question? So that post got me to thinking about that in terms, I guess, of not completely destroying something that is in place, but just examining and analyzing what it is. And um, so there were like three, I guess, normalizing aspects of um, monogamy or normalized behaviors uh, feeling sometimes associated with monogamy, not that all of us practice these things at all, um, that we figured that, 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 you know, we thought could be interesting to discuss. And so that's kind of what, you know, led to the, you know, creation of this group chat discussion today. Cool. So, just to piggyback off of what Tori um, shared, there were multiple points made. So the points that we're going to discuss, like she mentioned, there are three out of, I don't know how many points there were, maybe like 20 um, bullet points. So the first point that was brought up or that we chose on our list, the first of three, is the idea that a sufficiently intense love is enough to overcome any practical incompatibilities. So what are practical incompatibilities to you guys? Like, what does that mean exactly? 
or look like? How would you define it? <laughs> I wanted to cough so bad, but I, I kept it. So now oh, no. I wish I coughed. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I think a practical incompatibility are um, different, you know, different life goals. Hmm. Like, can you be sure? So what I think yeah. about that is like, if there's someone who maybe is like, oh, I want to um, live out of a van. And uh, <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> these are, there are people who are about the, uh, the minimus, the minimalist movement, who they just want to live out of vans and they don't want to own property or anything. And then maybe you have someone else who's like, hey, you know, I want to be a real estate mogul. To me, that is a practical, and I know that's extreme, but I want you to think about like legit, what are your life goals? Like, what do you want to do? And I just feel like when people aren't at all on the same page, that's a practical incompatibility. Mm. So does this happen because um, because people aren't paying attention to red flags or because they, um, they're trying to get a, a, a circle to fit inside of a, of, a, of a square or a square to fit inside of a circle rather? I think it's the second option. I think people think, I think first of all, people try to fit this person that they because you know what you fall in love with someone you feel so good and then you realize wait you really don't match with me like we don't really like your value system is completely off you don't really respect nothing i really respect this felt good but i don't know if this is going to work in the long run but it feels so good that you keep going with it and then it never really works because it's not meant to work and I, but to answer your question, I also think that red flags evolve mm. as like time progresses. So something you're not even thinking about um, becomes a red flag. Mm. Like I'm trying to give like a concrete example. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe somebody's drinking. Like you're like, oh, right. well, they they can maintain, they can handle their liquor, and then you realize that they've been they're doing this. Like they're getting fucked up every single week. Mm -hmm. Like okay, you're just reckless. Like I can't fuck with this. Like I thought you were just fun, but now you're just embarrassed. <laughs> I thought you were fun. Okay, I didn't know this is what you did for fun. Yeah. So I guess this is the thing, right? What is it about the feel so good that makes people want to stay? I know that sounds silly. No, it's not silly. What, I think it's a actual question. Good? What feels good? Right, but you never. I think why people stay is because you know you remember what it's like to not feel good, and you remember how much that sucks, and you're just like, ah, what was I doing? Like, what am what's the difference? Like, what am I doing now? What, what would I be doing anyway? Fuck it. I and think that. Get to a point. Sorry, Shadi. Nah, that was it. I'm just saying. Um. For me, I would say the feel so good comes comfort equates mm -hmm. feel so good. So I can't, well, Shade, to kind of like push back to your point or like not push back, but um, to say that I don't want to feel, I don't 
not want to feel like this or I don't want to feel how I felt before I felt good. That's, I don't give a fuck about being by myself. I don't feel, I don't care about that. Um, I care about being comfortable. So I think the feel so good for me is the comfort level that comes along with connecting with someone. And from there, you then have to kind of like sift through everything. So it's like, okay, I'm comfortable with you. And that's, that feels good, you know, to be, you know, to feel like you can be yourself, to um, feel physically comfortable being intimate with that person. Um, that's what the feel so good is for, for me. I think that's one idea. Um, so, huh? No, go ahead, sorry. no, continue. Oh, I was also going to say, like, what you were saying, Chade, about the red flags not coming in until later. You also feel so good in the beginning, right? Because it, like, you know, you're drinking, you're going out, it's a fun time. And then all of a sudden, it's not so fun. And you're like, wait, let's go back to when it was fun. Like, let's try to fix this up real quick. Like you said, a lot, like, let's sift through the dirt a little bit. Let's try to go back. And people spend a long time mm. trying to get that feeling back. It's almost like taking that first hit. You're like, no, nah, I'm trying to get, right. that, I'm trying exactly. to get that high back. Like, no, exactly. Where did that high go? That's exactly, I think, what happens. And then the other part of this is, okay, so we ignore practical, we tend to ignore practical incompatibilities. And I kind of want to go back to exploring exactly what that looks like yeah. more. Um, but from practical, from ignoring practical incompatibilities, we get into um, feelings and facts, right? So it's like, okay, at what point? So we've ignored the, the incompatibilities, practical incompatibilities. And now we're at a point where, um, or understanding what at what point do we address the facts? So we've ignored it for all this time. We're feeling good. Things are great. Now, at what point do we address the incompatibilities um, so that we're not, so that we either avoid, you know, a disaster or so that we can um, find a way to make it work if it's worth making it work, so to speak. So let's first go back to the practical incompatibilities. I want to explore that a little bit more. Um, I think that's what the toxic part is, is that you shouldn't try to overcome it. You should just depart. I, I think what I'm saying is like people, I think most people feel like if we love each other enough, mm -hmm. we love conquer. At the end of the day, people really believe love conquers all. Mm -hmm. So when I think about, I really think about what Sherry was saying with the value system. People will make illogical decisions that really go against their value system or no doesn't really make sense off of the feeling right oh not even i'm sorry not the feeling the idea of this intense love and what you want to make with this love which is the feeling potential, the potential. which is, feel, which yeah, is future cool. which is future exactly mm -hmm. potential, potential. It's about the potential and the future mm -hmm. That's what intense love is supposed to be enough to overcome. Like, um, so I think the main part here is that like, it's what are, what are incompatibilities that should, that 
people should not compromise on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that right. essentially what this would be? Yeah. Um, I think one one example would be um hmm, I don't know. I don't know if this is something. Let's okay, let me just put it out there. Domestic incompatibilities. So how people live and what their values are surrounding you mean like one person is a slob and one person's a neat freak? Um, not so trivial, but that is not trivial. <laughs> I think I think well, I mean okay. I'm well how I'm looking at it is not as as simple as that. But because well, I think that can be dealt with. What I think in terms of um one person okay. always going out. One person not coming in, something like that. I, well, that plays into it. I'm thinking of how a household is maintained. So how okay. people feel about uh, financial obligations as it relates to the household, cooking, cleaning, um, household responsibilities, uh, okay. specifically household responsibilities. And then Tori, to your point, domestic in terms of uh I guess the role, like not so literal as far as domestic goes, but speaking to expectations of a partner that you're living with and what that looks like. So that speaks to your, to your, to your idea of, okay, homebodies versus the, the, in the streets being in the streets. So it's a two part question. I think that, um, and, and, you know, you guys have heard me say this before, but quite simply that like people should be with like people, right? And I think that somehow um, the idea of opposites attracting, it, it, I think it's popular in the wrong way. Like, I don't think when people say opposites, opposites attract, they mean like, yeah, you like to go out and I like to stay in. So, you know, woo-woo, right? I think what it means is... <laughs> I think what opposite attract opposites attract means is how we complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. Not that's necessarily how it should mean, or that's how it yeah. Should, what it should that's, mean. That's that that yeah. You know, like okay, so we're together. I don't really do too well. Um, or let's say that my mate doesn't really do too well when it comes to um, financial planning, and and I do so. I would be able to pick up the slack where, you know, that person leaves off. Something like that. That That is, like, putting the puzzle pieces together in that way, to me, is what that should mean, as opposed to um, the way that most people, um, they, they kind of use it as a crutch until right. um, until they, right. can't, they can't work it anymore. Right. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think another practical in- incompatibility is worldviews. And I think that I think and people may completely disagree with me here. I think that this is definitely an issue with black people. I feel like black people be on some intense love tip and then do not really met, don't really form these monogamous situations with people who are to to your point, Sharice, like minded. And what I mean by that is like politically, socially, yeah. um, 
I think when sometimes when people are oh opposites attract, it'll be like oh, um, it becomes what it does. It it ends up reducing everyone to caricatures and archetypes, and you don't sometimes get to develop into your full self hmm. because everyone around you wants you to play the role into that the you role have. of exactly yeah. So it's like oh oh you're a social conscious person who likes to do this this and this okay that's your life outside of this person who isn't into that stuff at all but that's just what she's into she just likes to um you know oh she just does her little art thing on the side or um uh he's just into um it's like there's one thing to have different interests and it's really another thing to like totally not be into anything the other person is into to me mm -hmm. those are practical incompatibilities i just don't and and i guess people make it work but i'm just like i don't know i i just i think that makes monogamy toxic and difficult more difficult than it has to be because you could find someone who has some things that are similar um or someone who's interested in some of the things that you're interested in uh beyond just maybe what we think is normal or what we find or what we think like i think it was like what it means to be a hustler or to grind or to be about chores i think that like sometimes those things are so set um that we don't fully develop our humanity as it relates to to us as individuals growing and that's toxic. That's extremely toxic to me. Where we confine ourselves to, like you said, these characters or these roles that have been put in place or that we've developed what we know today to be characters, caricatures. Um, I think I think I have another example of that toxicity. I, I wish that I could find the book title, but I can't. I remember a few years ago, I saw um, this news story about this um, Democrat woman who married this Republican man, and they wrote a book about what it's like to live and be with each other. And they basically have, um, <clears throat> they have like emotional spaces and boxes where they, where they put things away that they can't necessarily discuss mm -hmm. because it, they would just they would just you know fight down the house mm -hmm. and um i <laughs> i think there's a certain amount of toxicity attached to that yeah. um while i was looking for the while i was looking for that book and this was an older couple they've been together for a while um and the the woman was uh the uh democrat and the man was a republican and she's just like you know there's just certain things i can't listen to what he says because he's just not sensible and um while looking for this book i came up on so many articles about can a can a Republican can a Democrat love a Republican? Um, like it, 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 I'm I'm a Democrat and I'm in love with a Republican. There I said it. Like there's this is a this is actually this is a it's it's something. Mm -hmm. um, so I think to you know and that to me um, aside from it, the political differences, it's it's about worldview, right? You know when you, when I meet someone and and they're Republican, I just we just can't talk no more. That's it. I mean. <laughs> I mean, at the at the end of the day, you know, there are just certain things that I understand that we cannot agree on. So it's hard enough being in a relationship with a person where you uh, disagree with this or that, but to have a whole 
you know, realm of, 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 of things that you're unable to discuss, I, I don't think that that's a, a healthy situation. But, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. So, so I was just thinking, y'all, um, so going back to the domestic incompatibility, like that, that example or that category of practical incompatibility. So, okay, right. So I dated um, this white guy and he told me that he wanted to have a quiet, a nice quiet life with his significant other. And I was like, I'm not that bitch. Like, you're not going to get that with me. I'm sorry. So what that meant for him is we go out to dinner, we go out to Broadway plays and this, that, and the third. Um, we have a nice time when we're out, I guess. And then that's it. And that's not fun for me. I'm like, I am, I'm, I don't want to say I'm wild and crazy, but I think I'm pretty outgoing and I'm adventurous and I'm loud and I can't be loud. And, you know, I am, I'm pretty sociable in that regard. I don't, if you're telling me that you want to have a nice, quiet life, I'm going to pay attention to that. I'm like, I'm not the person Mm -hmm. for you then. You know what I mean? Like that means that I could (laughs) potentially be in the streets. I could potentially um, all the time, you know, with my friends or with other people or expect that you would, even though you told me that you want this nice, quiet life, I'm still going to expect that you're going to join me, you know, at certain, um, you know, at certain events, whatnot, or, you know, in, in, in certain, um, environments. And he's not, he wouldn't like, he will, he really, he wouldn't. So people never believe people, man. Right. They, and that's that's the thing. Another thing. And they don't that's another thing. No one listens. Right. No one wants to believe that that's really going to happen. No, like, you're really not going to go out with me? No, I'm not. This is who I was when you met me. Right. Yep. Why did you right. think that later on down the line, I was going to turn into someone different? Exactly. So it's like, because people believe, people. because people it believe sufficiently change, change Yeah sufficiently intense love that's i think that's what it comes down to people need to we need to name what is happening people honestly believe that if you love someone intensely enough you should do that these practical incompatibilities should be done away with and it's unfair because i'm starting to think that these practical incompatibilities are grounded in core personality traits no absolutely Mm -hmm. no absolutely like this particular person it, it made complete sense. I'm like, I'm not surprised that this is the the vision that you have for your future with your future wife. I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. And I, and I think, and Shade, you can come in and correct me, American culture expert. <laughs> I feel like American sitcoms, rom-coms, um, really bring out this idea that there should be this level of opposition that has to be overcome for the love to be real. Um, I don't know if any of you watch, did you, any, any of you watch the show Dharma and Greg? I, I have, I'm familiar with it, but I don't remember if I've actually watched an episode. What about? Yeah. It? So it was one of those late night white sitcoms that would come on. Anyway, Dharma, as the name suggests, like she had some like, Eastern Asian name and she was really into um, uh, astrology and yoga and all this and Greg was like this high power attorney who like um, who was like Wall Street to the max and they like fell in love one night and like got married in like two weeks or whatever and so the whole sitcom is about oh my god how they're so different 
and how they still try to make it work. And I just feel like everything is about that. Everything, every conflict or narrative, I'm sorry, every narrative is about the this conflict and tension between two people being so different, but it not mattering in the right. end. And I think that that's so dangerous. I'm like, I'm like, and it seems so American to me. Like, why would I want to be with someone who who makes me feel so uncomfortable that I can't mm-hmm. talk about things with that person? That's mm-hmm. absurd to me. That whole Republican and and, and Democrat mm-hmm. thing, like, that's crazy to me. Like, why do you why would we subject ourselves to that? Sorry, why people do this. People love saying that love conquers all, though, you know? Yeah. Even though, you know, it's hard every day we fight. I'm not trying to fight somebody I'm not trying every, to fight every day. On a regular level, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think about niggas, right? And they want this girl, that's this, this, this church mouse girl. They want somebody really smart. But what, what are you contributing to? Exactly. You want somebody mad smart. But what are you talking about? Exactly. How are you going to keep me? But you exactly. want me. Exactly. So I think about people like that, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Like how a smart woman is practically incompatible with you? <laughs> Not you, Shadi. I mean, you as a niggas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't, that don't really make too much sense. Because my mouth is slick. Right. And you don't really need or want that for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like how I like niggas who like sports, but I don't like sports. <laughs> that's the equivalent i don't like i mean i sports are cool but i like niggas who like sports just like how niggas Why? like me because yeah. i went to college nah, nah nah it's not it's the different. same nah. it's different that's not the same but it's like, like i, I need to know why you, no no no, no. <laughs> no sports are more no. passive you're nah, willing you, to watch sports. Ain't no nigga reading articles. Oh, you're right. You're right. And sitting down having a conversation, a real conversation. <laughs> like, go back and forth with me and your feelings not get hurt. Your feelings get hurt real bad, real quick. Get out of here. That's funny. Nah, why do you like niggas that like sports? You know, one of my exes, <laughs> he was really into sports. And I just, I can't explain why. I. It's just a thing. To me, it's a manly thing. I like a manly man, you know? So it's like that, to me, represents manly shit. So I like to hear about, I like men who like sports, you know, even though I'm not into it. I just, that's just something that I like. It's just like how, I guess, black men can explain why they like light skin, non-black yes, women. We can yes, explain can. that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> but I really want you to not. think about it. You no, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like manly men. And to me, man, sports, you know, co- it, it coincides with that. And I'd like for a man to just know what the fuck he's talking about when it comes to sports. That's just what I. But how would you know if he knows? I, girl, you I know. The thing is, but I be knowing. I I think I know. I have a, I have a solid idea. You know, if he's into it or nah, if he's you, not. What I'm nah, saying is like um, men make up men make men make it up all the time. I know because. I can. You know what I'm saying? Tori is the old man. Really, Tori. Tori's you know, into sports. You guys heavy. All right. Not even though. But what I'm saying Victoria, is, Tori, stop. Stop it. I'm not into heavy. Not heavy. All right, Victoria. You are lying right now. Stop. Okay. Yeah, Victoria. If I'm the game. Exactly. 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 Victoria. Stop it, Tori. Tori is sports bay, y'all. See, this is what I'm saying. Because y'all don't watch sports at all. You're saying that. that's not true. No, but that's, but that's, that's not no, no, no. A, nigga who, a nigga who's super, super into sports 
is going to ask me certain questions that I may not have the answers oh, to. But listen, like, Victor, no, what we said and so what, what we, what we said is, before is that Sharice is the gamer of the group. And Sharice was like, because you guys aren't into gaming like that. Of course, I'm the gamer of the group. You are a sports bay of the group for that same reason. Just take it, Victoria. It's all right, girl. Jesus. I want you. The thing is, I need you. I need you to, to, you need you to be sports bay, is, though. I think what people are saying is that you can figure out. If some guy was talking to you about his fantasy league, you could chime in. You know? The thing is, sure, yes, I need you to be. But what I'm saying is that no, at the same time, what I'm saying is like Lala saying that she can, and what I'm saying is that she can't because because niggas make stuff up all the time. Okay. Okay. If Hold you're not really into, if you're not really, really, what I'm saying is like a nigga would be able to act like he is. I mean, he doesn't have to Couldn't do much. Maneuver, he has to right. Put on, put yeah, the neighborhood way around some shit. Say right. real generic shit. Right. Yeah, right, that's right, what I'm right. No, I get you. I understand. So I want. They have to do it all the time. They do it every day. Yeah. They do it every day with niggas. Mm. At, you know, fake right. conversations about sports. Right, right, right. I mean, not to, you know, I'm putting this out there. It's not that I dislike men who don't like sports. I'm just saying that's like my preference. I just enjoy a nigga who likes sports. You don't like y'all if y'all don't like sports. All right. Okay. So, um, but no, I want to kind of take a a. Uh, kind of fast forward to um, what we brought up earlier as far as feelings versus facts and addressing the incompatibilities at what point um, is it worth do we continue to move forward at what point in what I'm how I'm putting or how I'm thinking about it is the feelings are already there right like there's no need to question not to say there's no need to question the feelings but as it relates to incompatibilities, those are facts, right? About who we are as people. Um, and at what point do we address the facts on this journey to monogamy? So is it, is it extreme to address it, you know, early on three to four months in you I sooner would say the obvious that. is that, huh? I would say sooner than that, cut it. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Okay. All right. Well, well on that note, everybody, I will be leaving you guys. Uh, I look forward to speaking to y'all next week. You ready? Bye, Shasha. Bye. Later, Gator. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll talk to Shade next episode. Shade's exiting stage <laughs> left. So let's get into our second point: the normalization of jealousy as an indicator of love. So we all know how jealousy plays, or what we know about jealousy playing into the measurement of how much we care or love someone that we're seeing exclusively. So what does jealousy look like for you? Are we all jealous? Like, has no, 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 no. We ain't. See, the thing is, is what does it look like for you? Not like, what is it? Doesn't look like anything for me. Sharif. I reject that idea. <laughs> Please Sharif, fucking this. stop this. No, because the thing is, it's not. There's a difference between concern and jealousy. I have concerns. Oh, oh my that gosh. Was, 
Sorry. That was that was good. That was good, Sherry. <laughs> no, jealousy is like, who are you talking to? <sighs> I'm not. That's it whack. doesn't have to be so that extreme. Play. That's what I said. What does it look like for you? Well, I respectfully decline to answer this question because I reject the idea of jealousy. I think it's whack and lame and played. I think that um, it's for you know. It's for teenagers, you know. I, I, I'll do this, Amanda. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that that's true. I'm. It, you're saying you don't think it's true of yourself or for me. You're saying that it's for teenagers. I do not think that uh, adults. Uh, I don't think that jealousy is necessary for a relationship, and um, I think that still, so many people who are in their late twenties uh, and early thirties. Uh, use that as an indicator, and I think that that's lame. So, what does jealousy look like for? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So, Victoria, you disagree with Victor or with Sharice uh, slightly. What does jealousy look like for you? So, to me, jealousy is connected to um, like a degree of possessiveness and wanting that person and sometimes in instances in which you cannot have that person because that person is dealing with someone else or something else um so i don't think that i mean i would like to say that i'm not a jealous person i don't think that i'm jealous but i think that there are instances in which i can be possessive and i think that possessiveness comes in the form of time wanting that person's time um, I think it comes and wanting to be around that person for an extended amount of time. Um, and being interested in who that person is around. In terms of like um, friends, other women, friends, because that's what I'm saying. Like jealousy to me doesn't just necessarily have to be on some like, I think you're going to cheat on me. I think jealousy can be something as simple as like you spend feeling some type of way that someone's hanging out with friends when you wanted to hang out mm -hmm. with that person. And mm -hmm. what I'm saying is like, it, it's not, it doesn't have to be extreme to where you even address the person. That's what I mean. Like mm -hmm. when we're saying like, what is this like really analyzing and breaking this down? I think it's easy to dismiss outwardly jealous people who are cursing people out looking through phones. I'm talking about why do you feel a certain type of way when you can't be your with your other is your, when your significant other is hanging out with somebody else. To me, mm -hmm. that is a tinge of jealousy. <laughs> I, like, I don't I, agree. I, yeah, no, I agree with that because you're jealous. You know, you're jealous <laughs> at this better time with other people. However, I do believe <laughs> I'm getting, if I, cause I feel that way sometimes like, yo, can, can we chill? What? Like, what the fuck? Let me like, ask you. However, however if I'm getting wait, wait, because you're I, it is like if you if you say it a certain way, yeah, you can explain it as it being jealous. If if we're talking about it the way Tori's talking about it. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm getting jealous in any kind of way, too too much, something's wrong. Something's going on, and something something in the milk ain't clean, and we gotta fix it <laughs> because there's no reason why I should be feeling some type of way way too often so wait so that's, and i think people people deal with that too often feeling too much it's like you can't always right. be feeling like and that's when you start going to the left and start acting like sorry like you said when you start acting out when you start acting out that means something something ain't right 
So it's the frequency. That's what I was about to say or speak to. I, I feel like I, I'm going to put this out there. Is it one thing to feel some kind of way? And then the frequency is what adds to, is what makes you jealous. I can see like you just feeling some kind of way that, you know, your boo is hanging out with his friends, you know, and you're like, all right, I already knew you had plans, but I still want to see you. And I know that I can't see you. So whatever. How is that jealousy? That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's feeling some kind of way, but is jealousy when is that, does that relate to frequency? So if you hang out with your fucking friends all the time, (laughs) no, that's still not jealous. Am I I jealous of your friendship with this particular person? Like Yo, I'm getting I'm getting tight right now. Why are you getting tight? <laughs> I'm 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 questioning. Do we want to go to the dictionary or we want to just keep no, it? I'm, about to go, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to figure out. So what is jealousy it? Jealousy exactly? is just feeling jealousy is feeling resentment, which is what I was saying. Feeling some type of way. It doesn't have to be extreme. Yo. Resentment Listen, against if you, someone. If you are spending 50 hours a day with your friends. <laughs> And you're not spending time with me. It's my right to have a problem with the fact that we're not I'm, spending time I'm together. Cool. That has yeah. nothing to do with it. Hold up, hold up. No, 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 hold up. Because everybody want to talk about, ah, because I know, I already know, I know these people on the, phone, on the phone so well, guys. Don't let these people fool you. They're all coming for me right now. Please don't put me in that category, okay? Please okay. don't. I already admitted to my, you know. Okay. I know what I am. They're really coming for me. They dropping all types no, of No, no, ain't nobody coming for you. We all no, nobody. Oh, that's why I'm getting tight. That's why I'm getting tight. Because <laughs> ain't people who put in my situation, yeah. I was like, talking about, okay, no problem. It's fine. It's fine. I would It's for the likes. I'm not mad, but I'm getting, I'm feeling some type of way because it, there's, in relationships, niggas got to spend time together. That's a part of it. So if people are not spending time with you, they're not doing their duties. That has nothing to do with, oh, I see you, I see you, I saw you on um, somebody's snap, or, and you was having fun, and how come you're not having fun with me? No, nigga, when we going out? Me and you was together. You're not with them? That is not, that is, that's not jealousy. That's them not do, that's them not being a good mate. That's what that is. You put, put that in your Okay, pocket. no, I agree with that. <clears throat> I agree with that. Um, but jealousy is real though in 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 these situations, relationships. Okay, so would justification matter if it's jealousy or not? Like, okay. Jesus. Oh, now you with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. No, I'm always alone. So. No, 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 no. There's a difference no. between being jealous of someone's friend. So so there's a difference between being jealous of someone's friends. And like just feeling some type of way because they're spending too much time with their friends, and it's justified. Like it's justified for me to feel this way because you're being a little ridiculous. Versus, well, I just want to spend time with you because I want to spend time with you and fuck your friends. You understand what I'm saying? Right. The thing is, it's natural, of course, to feel, as Tori put it, resentful. Or is yeah, or um, feel some kind of way. Um, no, I, I think it's no, 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 no. Come on, y'all. come on, Cherie, stop this. That's it's not normal. natural. Why is it not natural? I think it's natural. Come on, stop playing. Stop playing. It is normal to feel. <laughs> no, feel some kind of way and then put yourself back in your box, like you know when you think to yourself, Kids like, damn, like, why the fuck I'm not this nigga hanging out and put yourself back in your box, like, okay, you know what, you gotta relax. Okay, not normal. You don't ever talk to yourself a little bit. So wait. 
I have the let's let's look at the definition. We're gonna read three definitions. All right, are y'all ready? Definition. I don't care what the definition no, 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 is. No, no, no. Gonna, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm. I, I. We're going to just put it out there. Everyone, just listen. Definition number one: feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. All right, whatever. Definition number two: feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship. Wow, that's really specific. Okay. It's so specific. All right. <clears throat> Definition the jealous number... person wrote that. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Definition number three. Fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. That's, that's it right there. there. That's it right there? That's it okay. right there. All right. All right. When you feel like your rights are violated, there's a hinge <laughs> of jealousy <laughs> present. Yo. This is... This... I don't even know why I talk, son. So, this is, I'm not talking about you specifically. One. I'm it's saying yes, in you general. Are. No. I'm not no. speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself, too. When you no. feel like there's a right that's violated and you're trying to figure out why that's happening. Okay. Then how so is the thing is, you I have a right agree. to see. I have I a right to see you and I can't see you. I, I, I do. We do. Then why is we together, then, if we're not seeing each other? Then I could just be with the person I'm seeing the most. But this is if the going to be like that. But I think that's when um the frequency that's when, that's when what we're talking about jealousy as an indicator of love and why it should not be used because if I if I'm never seeing you and I'm feeling some type of way all the time yes. that shit is not right. Yes, it's not normal. It's not that I love you. Is that something is missing? Not that you don't love someone, but that's not you don't let someone get to that point. Right. Or we're saying that it's toxic, then it shouldn't be natural. Well, the no, thing is, it's, no, 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 just be, ex- that's the thing. It just because it's we are acknowledging that it's natural doesn't mean that it's not toxic. Yeah, we're it not questioning, toxic. right? But we do experience these feelings. We have. I, I'm not going to deny that. Do we not? Yeah, no one's saying that it's not ever going to happen. But it's like right. maybe there's sometimes in which it's not okay. Like right. anger, anger. Some anger isn't always toxic, but it can be. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, or so it's like. It's something that you experience, and so we shouldn't. Sh- and so I guess what I was getting at with you, Sharice, is that we shouldn't just automatically shun it as unnatural and something that we don't experience. I think we should call it what it is, and then really analyze when are situations when, you know, it's hinting at a problem that we need to work on mm-hmm. together, and when is it a situation that we need that you need to work on within yourself. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen. That's what I'm talking about. They'll put it back in the box moment, you know, when you're dealing with yourself and you're like, you know what, I think I'm being a little ridiculous right now and I'm being jealous for no reason and I need to put myself back in my box versus this nigga is acting crazy and we have a problem. Listen, listen, y'all. I love you guys, you know. um, You guys are so smart. Um, However, there are some people who can't even see their friends hanging out with other friends. That's not good. That's 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 inner t- turmoil. That's that's you. That's bad for your health. You it you can you can't control it. Right. That, that's not that's toxic. And we shouldn't. We have to strip ourselves from that because then you we there's certain types of love that we would never be able to experience because you think that it's all centered and and, and around you. So right. that that type of that's what I said. It cannot be. I refuse to say that it's natural. I'll call it what it. I can't say that. Because for me, <clears throat> actually, getting a little spirited, <laughs> I just think that we have to 
authentically feel that it's okay for certain things to be. Not, not, and no, no, no shade, Sherry, because I, I, I understand how. I understand that, you know, ch to check yourself because sometimes you can be a little bit ridiculous. Like, I know I'll be laying it on thick, but, you know, there's sometimes you would like to produce a certain result, so you, you move in a certain way. Um, these 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 people who have, like, a, fe like a fear, like the fear of missing out, the fear of going through certain things with, with friends, like, that turns into resentment. That That is the toxic part, in mm -hmm. my humble opinion. No, I don't think anyone's disagreeing with you, though. I think that's what we're saying. I think when it becomes a serious problem, whether it's within yourself or with that other person, you need to start dealing with that. Like, I think it, for me, it's okay to have those little, like, ridiculous moments every now and then. Like you said, like, you know, you have a, a check yourself moment every now and then. But when that check yourself moment becomes every day that, or every minute right. or every, like, when it becomes resentful and you can't even talk to your friend when they got something good going on because you feel like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, like you know, the example that you gave, I can't remember it at the moment. I think I forgot it. But, um when you start feeling resentful towards your friend and that makes you act out in a certain type of way, then it's a problem. Then you need to start fixing that, that shit. So I don't think we're disagreeing with you, but I think, you know, yeah, I think we're all saying the same all right, thing. But, uh, another thing that I want to add to this, like another spin um, before we move on too, is this idea of like, <laughs> I have acted jealous when I wasn't to let someone think to, to reassure someone that I cared. Are you crazy? Okay. Not crazy, okay. <laughs> Are you crazy? That's funny. What I mean is this, right? <laughs> because sometimes... What the right? hell? And so sometimes people... Sometimes people, because it's an indicator, people think that something is wrong with you if you're too cool. That too, yeah. Absolutely. Like if you don't ask too many questions, if you're not if you're not checking people's phone, if you're not texting them, like yeah, where are you? Some people think that you don't care, right? So and how do you combat that? Right. Yeah, well, thus far, pretending. Um, I would like to move beyond that, but what I'm saying is seriously, like even when I was at work, um, and someone would someone was giving me advice that uh, uh, was married for 13 years <clears throat> and she said you just gotta do crazy stuff sprinkler she's she was just like you're not showing that you care you're not showing that you love this person by not doing anything like she's like you know i've showed up at the bar with my rollers on and my my pajamas oh my God, him, let's go. Oh, why do we have to be the thing is they're still together and i would think that they think that they have a successful relationship that's some of the toxic stuff too is like this idea then of feeling like you need to do certain things is like to me because if there's a certain level of trust developed or that should be there and you say you're out I'm just going to trust that you're out. And so naturally, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily check up. Right. But then some people really do have that expectation that, like, if you really care, mm -hmm. then you're going to make sure that you're checking up. And, and then the thing is, is like the difference between like checking up and then like keeping tabs on something. Absolutely. And, and of course, there are those two things. But it's like, you know, my thing is like, oh, it's like 3 a.m. Where are you? That's kind of where my thing is. It's like, I'm not going to be 
checking up throughout the entire night. Right. I think that um, the the text me back um, era, like that we of our culture, like of our like that's part of our era, you know, like oh, the whole text me back memes and all that, all this shit. I think that speaks to what you were talking, what you just addressed in terms of like, okay, so for that relationship, she's like, I showed them my rollers. You're like, that's fucking crazy and dated. Nobody's doing that anymore. People are showing up to barbershops. Um, people are blowing up people's phones. They're calling them. They're texting them all crazy. Showing up, I guess, to wherever they believe that they're going to be. So that still exists. And people still do believe that that level of um, frequency that we communicate with someone, how fast we communicate with someone or respond to someone, um, that's an indication of how much we care about them too. So I think it's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's evolving, you know, as far as the indicators of love. So, you know, as I said, for your coworker, her and her husband, it was showing up in rollers at the bar. That's fucking crazy, first of all. How do people live in these high-stress environments? <laughs> this is a lot. But Shari, the thing is, though, this is normal. Like, the thing is, we, we're like, looking at normal. it like, like crazy. No, I, I, like, this happens. This happens, like, all the I'm time. I'm surprised you guys think it's crazy. Huh? You know what? I'm surprised you guys think it's crazy. That's what you guys are thinking with normal. I mean, what? whatever. I think it's still, I still think it's normal. Just normal. It's normal doesn't mean that I think it's, it's right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You think it's normal, Victoria? Yeah. They were looking at me like I was crazy when I said I was like, no. You know, he goes out. I, I when he comes home is when he comes home. If he told me he was going out, they're like, mm, that's not gonna work. Mm. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna I mean, explain this girl. But that, that's abuse. That's okay. that is abuse. It Absolutely. is abuse. And I used to tell kids that and they didn't believe me. I used to be like, This is a form of abuse. You texting your boyfriend every two minutes, that shit is abuse. And they used to be like, What mess? That's crazy. And I'm like, what? No, it's not. You're abusing. You're no, you're being is. abusive right now. No, it is. So I think as far as the jealousy being an indicator of love, we would say this. And this is my wrap up. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> it is it is normal. It is oh, it is natural to feel some kind of way when I would say like this, when things don't go your way, okay, with as it relates to your significant other, it doesn't make it right. And it you know, these the way these these different I guess these different types of behavior are borderline abusive if not abusive. Like we have to call it, you know, how we see it. It is what it is. Um Please don't be jealous with me. Please. Because the thing is, with jealous men, I'm going to die. I'm going to be dead. That's the thing. With jealous men, it really is abuse. You know what I mean? I think with women, like, and from from where we stand, it's, you know, just us popping up. And, you know, we may, you know, you see people smacking niggas across their head and cussing the fuck out. And niggas, like, the thing is, though, it's abusive. It is abusive. It is. It's absolutely abusive. What I'm speaking to is the impact. And demoralizing and embarrassing. Absolutely. But I'm speaking to the impact and that I could actually die. You know, niggas not really dying like that at the hands of black women or women, period. But I could actually die. Not like that, though, Victoria. We know we we know that women I'm going to be murdered before you're going to be murdered. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the the likelihood is that I'm going to be killed before you are, man. So all I'm saying is this. We, you know, we got to call it 
how we see it. It's not okay. It's not it's not to say that it's right because it's normal. But um please just don't be jealous with me. That's that's my take. That's my takeaway for that point. So um we're gonna move along to point three. And this point is actually um Victoria is uh this was like her point actually. It wasn't direct direct from the article, but it was in, I guess not inspired by the post, but um as a result of the pose it's kind of like i guess what you put together and it was it's a really good one so she 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 reads the idea that your value to a partner is directly proportional to the amount of time and energy spent on you and it is in zero sum competition with everything else of value in your partner's life so let's talk about time, you guys. Time is everything when it comes to, mm-hmm. especially I think in the early phases of dating. And I'm talking about exclusive dating as we are talking about monogamy. So is demanding a certain amount of time a form of possessiveness? Um, I think that demanding an unreasonable amount of time because then there because there are some situations where you don't have any time at all let's say the person is in the military or they work um outside of the state that you live in and then you have no time so you have to um create uh different um you have to make different ways to create value so of course that isn't the most ideal situation but um i think that you need, you know, you need time to get to know each other. You need time to build. There's a certain amount of time that the relationship um, requires in order for it to be successful. I think that um, anything in excess is where the problematics start. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that um, that requesting time and also time and that and, and then maintaining and also and um and and keeping promises as it relates to time. Um, I think that if you don't do those things, then that's where the problems come, not necessarily wanting to have time for, for the person. Because if you don't want time from the person, then what, what is it that you want and how can you build a relationship? So I think mm. it's the excessiveness of what is what makes it problematic. Mm. Yeah. Um, should we expect it in terms of the time? I, I, I'm going to answer my own fucking question. Yes. <laughs> question. Please, please invest some time. I didn't say all of your time, but some time, please. Thank you. I think time is to be expected in a relationship. <laughs> and I think when it gets crazy is like Cherie says, when it gets excessive. And I think people have to start checking themselves. Like, look, when you start, and I think people think it's normal to spend all of their time with their partner, because I think some people don't have any friends, and I think that's a big problem. I think that is a big epidemic in our community. People need friends. (laughs) Please get some friends. If you don't have friends, please get some. That saves you from so much shit. No, please get some friends. You need outside things. Even if you don't have friends, get a hobby. Get something else, because I think especially women think it's normal to have all of your time and energy spent in this person. Please, like, yeah, I do this. I do yeah. like women at work be bragging to me about the list of shit they got to do when they got home. And I'm like, that shit gives me anxiety. Like, <laughs> so what is he doing? Like, oh, he's just sitting there watching you like do this whole list of shit. And right. You, oh, okay. That's nice. 
you're not going to go out and do nothing with your friends because you got to sit here and do, okay, that sounds wonderful. Please get some friends to spend time with, get a hobby, do something. Check yourself. If all of your time is in this, all of your value, all of your shit, that shit ain't going to work. I don't believe, I don't believe, that's my belief. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think all that time, I think all that time, that, uh, that obsession then leads to, to jealousy and then leads to the, you ignoring the practical incompatibilities because Mm. it's like, you you ain't got nothing else now. It's almost like a distraction. It's like you're not really focusing on what counts. It's almost easier than figuring out what makes you happy and what makes you like what you know what what gives you the same feeling as when you're with this person. Like of course it's not the same instant high that you get or maybe you can't find that same instant high. You know, people fall in love with their careers all the time. But I think sometimes it's easier to be in love with that person than find finding what like what makes your soul happy. Your passion. Mm-hmm. And it sounds cheesy, but no. it's like legit. Like it's no, that's cheesy. what it is. Also, I think that speaks to um not laziness. That's not the word that I'm looking for. It's easy to get involved in someone else. Like think about how we address how we get caught up in other people's problems. It's easy to speak to someone else's issues as opposed to dealing with your own, right? I think the same goes for investing time in other people in your significant other versus investing time in yourself or finding that balance. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I need the time, please and thank you. I'm realizing in my latest uh, venture that I really do appreciate quality time. And um, this is coming from someone who is very, um, I don't want to say I'm a loner, but I do enjoy my solitude. And I think that I have, you know, I think in the past I have been able to balance that with, you know, my dating life. But I'm coming to find that I really do enjoy spending time with this particular person. And um, I guess, you know, it's interesting that this conversation brings up the idea of, well, why time? You know, why is time so important? And I'm going to extend that question to you all. And, you know, I think we're going to state the obvious. obviously, but I'd I'd like for us to explore why time is so, like why we put so much emphasis on time when getting to not just know someone, but when you're actually in a relationship too, because I think we need to speak to people who are in relationships and what time means for those people as well. Um, Mm -hmm. As, as, as it, and you know, how, how important it is to the beginning phases of monogamy. Well, I think it could go like two ways, right? I think it feels good, so you want to do it all the time, right? Like I said, it's like, it's addicting. It feels really nice. And then in the other way, like you said, lives distracting. Mm-hmm. You want to spend all your time with this person because they make you feel nice or they make you forget all the other stuff that you have going on or 
make you forget that you have real stuff that you need to figure out within yourself. So you want to spend all your time with that person because it's a, it's a distraction. It's like watching TV. Mm-hmm. It's like I get to do this instead of deal with real shit. Mm-hmm. So that's my uh, take on time. Yeah, I guess when I think about time sometimes, uh, and this is what I want to analyze and think about and really grow as a person. Um, sometimes I think about time, this was like really in relation to value. So what I mean by that is like, um, these other things that you value, and this is me speaking about relationships, not like just dating. Out of all these things that you value, it seems that you value me high by deciding to spend that time with me when you could be spending that time doing something else. So for me, it goes to a hierarchy, which may or may not be a good thing, but it makes me feel good. Mm, absolutely. So if, like, if you totally. have a if you have an option of like um and I have to and I'm growing to you know and the idea is to check myself, but it's like okay, if you have the option sometimes of like um maybe going to see this thing or do that thing, or you have or you're really busy, but you're still choosing to spend that time with me. Um I would see that as a positive indicator of how maybe healthy our relationship is Hmm. and how much I mean to you. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's something that I should explore as whether or not that is necessary. Um, And how does that go into maybe placing an amorous relationship um, in a different category than a platonic one outside of just the idea of sex? You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think that I have somewhat of that expectation out of any relationship, any intimate relationships that I feel like I have. Um, <clears throat> like I expect a partner and I expect friends to choose me over sleep. Say it again. <laughs> you heard her. You heard no, her. I didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> okay. So Sherry's laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Like okay, this is just to no. Keep, wait, what did like, you what did you just say? They want her friends and partner to choose her <laughs> over sleep. Shut yo, Victoria. But that's normal. The thing is, though, I, I the thing is, I get it, Victoria, and that's why I I get it, I get it, nah, I get it, I get it. And the thing is, Sharice, you get it too, Sharice, you get it too. And I'm speaking too. The thing is, I'm speaking too. I'm speaking too. No, listen, I'm speaking to the. I'm I'm talking about the significant other, right? (laughs) Y'all know what? (laughs) Y'all be wanting these niggas to be like, you know what, babe? I'm coming over. As tired as I am, I'm coming over. Yeah, I want you to fucking come over, like, cause guess what? I'm tired. I'm going. I'm probably going to come see you. So or stay up or stay up exactly. Yeah. Nothing riding my gears almost more than falling asleep. Huh? It's like why are you? Why can't you stay up for me? <laughs> <laughs> and y'all, Victoria, and it will put me in a bad mood. Victoria holds these standards Hello. for her friends as well, not just to her. Right, it's everybody. Other, I'm like, can we just her stay up for thirty more minutes? <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> just one more drink. Just one more drink. Guys, we are like, abusive. Oh my god. Are you listening? <laughs> you guys are abusive. Look, okay? I know I'm we were abusive I'm, I'm back when someone about, was talking about. You know what, Sharice? No. no, don't you dare. Don't I'm you not dare. saying anything. I, I'm not listening. Thank you. Listen, I'm not saying anything, but what I am going to say is this. I'm willing to sacrifice sleep for you, okay? I don't know if this you know, is sleep or moon talking. You know, I, got, I need that balance. So if I'm going to give it, I, I expect to receive that same sacrifice, okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about, here's the thing. I don't know if it's, I don't want to say this, a woman thing. And I don't want. I don't know if it's an MBS thing or if it's a, a black woman who graduated from college thing or if it's a. I'm not sure what kind of thing it is. All I know is that I have made the mistake in the past of <laughs> laughing at my mistakes. Okay, I have made the mistake in the laughing. past of. No, no, I, I know. I'm just fine. I'm just you know joshing of that same statement. And I still make the same mistake because, you know, I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> Saying to myself, you know, I would do it for you <gasps> and crying and everything. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I'd be just. I'd be, I'm not even going to perjure myself right now. Right now? Okay. I'm going to be out of my limbo. <laughs> okay. So what I, I say all that to say that, you know, there is a certain amount of disappointment that could come along with saying to the partner or to the person, to the to the ex, uh, um, <laughs> I would do it for you. And one thing that, you know, Victoria, when she was speaking that I actually agree with is um, equating time and value. Like, that's just what it is. Because as soon as you ask the question, La, what came in my head? You could be anywhere in the world right now. But you would me. <laughs> Stay with me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, for real. That's real. No, that's yeah. The first thing that came to my head when you said that, you could be anywhere in the motherfucking planet right now. You could be talking yeah. to anybody. You could be texting anybody. You could be listening to the new whatever that you've been wanting to hear. But you here with me? You could be working. You could you, be getting money. But you here? No, 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 no. You could be hanging out with your friend. You could be at a baseball game. You could be traveling. You could be sleeping. But you here with me? <laughs> No, oh my God, I need that. <laughs> That's the type of thing. And you know what's best is that I would do it for you, right? <laughs> but so we do it for right. each other. And, oh my God. Right. I was about nice. to say when it gets Hello. too nah nah when it gets too much home, that's not right. Okay, no, no Sharice, this is all I'm saying. Sharice, no, 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 no. Look at both of us. No, 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 no. No, I'm really, I'm really hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, oh no. You're not listening to me. You're not feeling what I'm saying. No, what you're saying. I'm sorry. No, no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. Time. <laughs> All of us have the same amount, but we choose to spend, invest, and waste, right? Mm -hmm. All this wasted time, you can invest it in me. <laughs> yes, but Sharice, don't you also no. spend? But Sharice, listen to me. Don't you also spend time with your friends? Don't you also value your friends? Excuse me, and time that you spend traveling. Listen to me. I'm excuse you. me. I'm no, excuse me. Excuse me. I just whipped my hair. First of all. <laughs> I have the gifts of communication Why and maintenance. Me? That was Sherry. No, I didn't say Lajan. Oh, I was saying because Lajan. <laughs> oh, this point, this point, Lajanelle has said to me that you know I do a pretty good job of keeping in contact. Oh. Um, 
in many about oh um um many different forums keep in contact with my friends and boom 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 so that is and and but you know whatever whatever as far as investing spending wasting when somebody tells you they don't have time for you they're lying that's it they're lying because you always make time for what it is that you want to do and I learned that lesson was that when did I learn that lesson Lajanelle? um when early, did I, last year earlier this today year? no you um oh, oh you're talking about time <laughs> time yeah la time time was that did I learn the lesson of time today or yesterday it was yesterday <laughs> I learned about time man anybody who tells you they don't have time for you is lying they're lying they're not into you that's it I have I believe that I don't care because you see people look at I mean I'm never gonna go I'm, I was gonna say look at Obama now I'm not gonna go there I'm just saying people make time for the things that they see uh, deem as valuable that's it jobs Mike you so, gotta fight me now. okay so Victoria back to what you were saying though does it make it right though oh my god this, because this is what I mean this is what I mean I understand that that's how I am. Everyone isn't like that. Some people, you know, some people don't need to be around a person often, don't need to communicate with a person often. That's fucking I'm weird, laughing. though. I don't believe that people don't feel okay. like that. I'm There's sorry. some people that Continue. don't need the I'm sorry. There's that aspect. Then is the aspect of which when you get so absorbed, though, <clears> that, like, someone brought, like, wow, you brought up, you could be making money right now. No, 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 no. You need to be making money right now. You okay? need to, though. Um, Please and thank you. The thing you. is, sometimes, this is what I mean. It can get toxic to the point where people would almost rather people be unemployed mm -hmm. than to them not be around them. That's, that's, what definitely, that's definitely that's I, what I'm yeah. saying. I that's what I'm that saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you would, like, you want, a, you want a nigga to get a job or whatever, or to be <laughs> hustling and getting extra money, but then you mad. <laughs> When he when the extra shift is taken, or mm -hmm. when this right. person doesn't have the time for you, but it's like legitimately, I'm like actually working. I'm working. Right. Like this is this isn't just me. Just I don't even know watching television and not picking up my phone. It's like I'm actually working. What I'm saying is like I think sometimes you can feel slighted even when someone just works. Right. I know I can feel that way sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like oh. Just gonna work, eh? Right, and it, given, and especially you, given the type of like work that that person is doing, you know, I think about all of us how we have like our our side hustles. Like this is, you know, for us this is work, right? So whatever, you're like, okay, I know you're doing good. I know like you mean well, but someone could be, they could feel some kind of way about the time that we put into this. But that's too fucking bad. But anyway, I digress. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't take away from that feeling. That exactly. Exactly. Or even just like. <clears throat> or sometimes that the hierarchical pressure that you may put on someone, you know, oh, like or you're number you one. Wanna, so like yes, I you want to be you want to be number one. So it's almost like you want to know what number one looks like. Right. Because to me, I think that's what monogamy essentially is about, that number one slot. And it's like, should it be that? Should it be a slot? Or can we reconfigure it? Because right now, the only way in which I can think of it is in the form of a list. And so I want to think about what else that could be outside of, but, but you know, when you think of mono, you think of one. And so it's like, you know, it's like, you are the only one, babe. And so then it's like, what does that only one entail? And then you have this idea of what that only one entails. 
so you're without eliminating monogamy as an option because that's my preference i like being one right i like another person being one but what can that look like how can we do that without the actual value like what could that look like or do we just need to or is it just the constant checking yourself mm-hmm. when you say that other person when you say mm-hmm. without the value what exactly do you mean by that so it's like God, this is gonna be like okay. so long story short it's like how else could we narrate an exclusive relationship and so what i mean is like the way that it's narrated now is you are absolutely first and this absolutely first means that I am definitely doing these things. And these mm-hmm. things involve time. These things involve me showing you val- showing value. And I understand that we have to show value because we have value. But right. like, what does that mean? How much value is what we're looking for? And then how does this then relate to potentially possessiveness? like how was all these things like could it be a thing of like i don't even know what it what another metaphor could be is what i'm saying it's like um how uh and and i'm rambling at this point but it's like uh i was reading this whole this book about how we don't have to see the immune system we're taught to see the immune system through a military metaphor where red blood cells are fighting foreign invaders and um, how that goes with how we see society and we structure nations, right? And, and I know some people like that sounds too deep, but it really is like you don't have to see or experience the body that way, but that's how we do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though the body itself isn't changing. So even if the feelings of love don't change, how could we reconfigure exclusive exclusive Exclusivity outside of just this, like, you number one bay. You know what I'm saying? But, like, even if that is, like, how you kind of feel. Right. Okay. So, let me, let me, act, let me know if I'm wrong, Tori. So, for example, me and my relationships, I literally check myself. I tell myself, all right, you're spending way too much time with this person. It is time for you now to go hang out with your friends like it's literally like a count like all right at least twice a week i have to go hang out with some friends because i'm too much into this person and i'm getting too absorbed is that kind of what you're talking about kind of yeah it's like that it could it could it could be like that checking yourself that way or even checking your feelings when you're being like if you're yes that's essentially what it is yes making sure that you don't get too crazy long story short yes i do that all the time (laughs) because (laughs) you have to like you said like you have to re i like years ago i started restructuring the way i think of being with one person because i realized that you know i love my friends i love being around my friends i love being around my family so if i value these things i need to treat them as though i value them on the same level as this person and i know you know people think different things about relationships and you know that person gotta be end all be all whatever but not really like i feel like that person is on the same level as my friends and my family so i have to give 
everybody the same amount of time, the same amount of attention. And like you said, Sharice, people got to, you know, you figure out different ways to communicate. You figure out different ways to do that. Like, you, it's not always time is not always spent in the most traditional senses, but it's making sure that you give that attention to all the things that you value and not just this one thing, because then those things that you thought you valued are going to start like going away. People don't stay around because, you know, you like them or because, you know, right. you think they think they like you right. or whatever. Right, right. <clears throat> what a dangerous balancing game we play. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's really what it's about. And <clears throat> listening to your gut, I think you guys we need to factor this into the conversation. Um, <clears throat> and most times we be um, suffocating the gut, you know, we, we <laughs> you know, we, we overlook it. So I think what also plays into this discussion is understanding yourself and understanding, understanding your, your core, your true self, um, taking a chance and listening and trusting yourself and however that looks like for you. <clears throat> and um, moving accordingly. And we all struggle with this um, ideal. So lots of good stuff, ladies. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, like the thing is, you when you think about it, I you know, the original Tumblr post had like 20... Um, uh, you know, ideas to challenge. And it's important that, because this is real, you know what I mean? Like, especially for us as um, early, you know, we're in our early thirties. Um, you know, we, some of us are in relationships. Some of us are not. Some of us are, you know, in budding relationships where some of us are dating. This is, you know, it, and to the point that we mentioned earlier, as far as most people want to be in monogamous situations. So we're speaking to that aspects of it. And it's important that, um, for, and not just for, you know, people who are, you know, starting out or not, you know, whether you're in it and have been in it for, you know, X amount of years, it's important that we, um, have these conversations, have these types of conversations so that we, you know, kind of stay in tune. It's like a tune up, so to speak, you know, if we're going to use the car, you know, analogy metaphor, um, that, we stay on top of that and um, that we stay true to, you know, ourselves at the end of the day and understand why we are in these monogamous relationships and um, what that means, not just for us, but for the other person and ultimately for the universe. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, as you guys all know, we're coming back with Two Smart Two Black pretty thorough Too Smart Too Black this week. All of our Too Smart Too Black features are special, but this one is um, pretty cool. So stay tuned. BRB. Drinking my cup, rolling one up, got me a buzz, missing your love, never enough, never can lose, 
with the truth Stuck with the blues Love can seduce Need to recoup Needless to say Comes with the game Pardon delays I'm on the way Boarding the plane Almost arrived Star in the eyes Promise to die Before goodbye She get my time She get the keys Pass the supreme Saint your chain How many screams Hate when I leave Feeling too strong Love when I'm home She won't control Walking exposed Baby, you wrong I won't complain Drive me insane I said I'm out here getting this bread Baby, on my mind All alone in this bed For us, I grind Even though I miss you, girl And all I hear you say is Said I'm out here getting this bread, baby on my mind, all alone in this bed for us. I grind, even though I miss you, girl. Now all I wanna do is come home, come home, come home, come home, come home, come home. Uh, drinking my cup, rolling one up, got me a buzz, needing your love, I'm tripping on trips. Without you it's tough I'm missing them hips Them lips and that touch This tree ain't the same without you But I know I can't play around you Got me on a new paper route And every new move I make about us But a nigga can't wait to get home It feel like too long A bond is too strong I move with you on the mind Got views of you on the island Accrued a few more deposits You be the flyers Got a touch like Midas And I'm only being modest To keep it 100 In your presence I'm flowing You're like having three portions And that's just a body On me I beat it like Rodney On Psyche and leave that lobby So high when I keep your army Better than Molly I'm counting the time till I'm back in your presence Well Benjamin's hitting that tension To copy that Benz Picture perfect Every moment you breathe I should copy your lens Every time you change, I see every other lady gotta copy the trend Until that time, it's fantasies of mine till I got you I said I'm out here getting this bread, baby, on my mind All alone in this bed for us, I grind even though I miss you, girl And all I hear you say is I said I'm out here getting this bread, baby on my mind, all alone in this bed for us. I grind even though I miss you, girl. Now all I wanna do is come home, come Said I'm out here getting this bread, baby, on my mind, all alone in this bed for us. I grind even though I miss you, girl, and all I hear you say is come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I said I'm out here getting this bread, baby, on my mind.
I'm all alone in this bed for us I grind even though I miss you Girl, now all I wanna do is All right, so welcome to Too Smart, Too Black. This week, as I mentioned before the break, this is a really special feature. All of them are special, but, you know, this one is um, pretty cool because um, I think it's pretty relevant to, I think, what I am doing or what I would like to do with Miss Brown Presents. And we're going to feature the one and only Black and Sexy TV. Woo, 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 woo. Yes. Black and sexy, baby. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so Black and Sexy TV is the leading network for progressive Black folks, premiering <clears throat> and showcasing original shows and movies. And this is per their website. Like, this is their exact you know premise of what Black and Sexy TV is. The creators are Numa Perrier and Dennis Dorch, who, might I add, are now married. They met... Back in 2008, and what sparked um, Black and Sexy TV was actually um, Dennis Dorch's uh, 2008 independent film, A Good Day to Be Black and Sexy. It Mm. premiered at Sundance, and it consisted of six vignettes, in which case... um, the film situation, or excuse me, the film showcases situations dealing with sexuality in the Black community that have traditionally been considered taboo, including interracial relationships, marital infidelity, and age difference attractions. And how Numa and Dennis came about on this particular project, Numa, she, and Numa uh, Perrier, for those who do not know, is an actress, a director, producer, and she collaborated with Dennis um, as the, uh, the, the mastermind of the artwork behind A Good Day uh, to be black and sexy. So they came together and they actually met through MySpace. Um, so through MySpace, they collaborated and together they eventually developed a crap load of content under black and sexy. And um, in doing, you know, the research for this, um, I learned that, which I did not know, they didn't know what to do with all this content that they were developing. Now, mind you, these are like, like when we say independent filmmakers, they are independent filmmakers, like to the fullest, you know, really trying to figure out, okay, where is the money coming from for the next project and for the following project and so on and so forth. Um, And at this stage in the game, what we know of black and sexy TV today is not what it was. So they just were grinding, developing content in 2011 is when they took their content to YouTube and one of their first series, which is called the number, um, they premiered um, via Black and Sexy TV on oh, YouTube. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was followed by, and then what came from that after that is their uh, their series called The Couple, which many people know um, from YouTube. It has been in the works of being premiered on HBO. That's still kind of in the works. Um, another couple of series that um, you may or may not be familiar with. Roomy Lover Friends, which is a favorite of Unfinished Business, Hello Cupid, and That Guy. Yeah. So I would say those are, you know, four of their more popular or well-known series that have developed since 2011. Um, Just to give you guys a backstory on 
the positioning of their storytelling. Um, Black and Sexy TV, their storytelling is innovative and they are absolutely committed to bringing diverse Black stories to the masses. And from um, an article that I read, um, shout out to Atlanta Black Star, um, in which they interviewed Numa and Dennis. Uh, they asked them, you know, and can you describe in one word, what is Black and Sexy t- Black and Sexy TV to you? And um, in one word, they said revolutionary. And I think that goes without saying, you know, if um, when you all become familiar, if you are not already familiar with this platform, um, these shows, the movies that they have uh, um, put, you know, that have been, I guess, that have served as spinoffs to the web series are so black, so regular, so related, Mm -hmm. relatable, so personable, unique, funny, um, you're invested. There's so many different, they're dynamic. Um, and it, it goes without saying that, um, the content is amazing and it's so simple and it's, you know, yet it's so, like I said, innovative. Um, and that has, um, brought them to where they are today, you know, in terms of their success. Um, today, uh, they have a partnership with a distribution and streaming company, VHX, and the network now provides new original material along with behind-the-scenes footage and commentary for a small fee per month. And I believe it is between 10 seven. and 15 It's 7 Is it still $7? Seven. Mm-hmm. $6.99, $7. Okay, boom. For $7 a month, you guys. So what started out as a YouTube channel has now developed into a paid subscription for only $7 fucking dollars a month. So please you can really do it. The thing is, you everyone can really do this. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. legit. Like, when we think about it, it's like the first thing is like, um, I was looking at their comments the other day on like YouTube and everyone's like, you know, I've been going through some financial hardships and I had to and I'm not trying to play nobody you know what I'm saying but coming from someone who's unemployed like legitimately um, and not collecting an unemployment check what? $7 (laughs) come on y'all y'all not being realistic yeah it's legit and the thing is there's so much content two cups of coffee no legit two cups of coffee a month like Seriously, these are two super indie. This is a artist, a black mm-hmm. couple, really, really putting out. When I'm saying like legit black people, ain't no people you gotta squint and figure out if they black or not. You gotta look at the wiki page and see that they Japanese and and Hindi and mm-hmm. um and two six black. Okay, this is black. <laughs> And sexy, like legit, like oh, it is what like it is. you know, what I'm t- y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, of course, no, like night, it's legit. Like you can't get usually black shows usually have to have that token white person and and these. It's just super black, and it's funny. The thing is, it's one thing to just be like just support it because it's black. It's quality. No, it's quality content. So they are storytelling. Spend <clears throat> that seven dollars a month. Stop playing. Right. Stop freaking playing. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. Because black people, because come on, what is really $7? Exactly. So some of our favorite shows here are Unfinished Business. <laughs> we're only going to, pr- we're only going to showcase two just because there are many at this point. 
um, Roomy Lover Friends is actually one of their earlier web series. And um, it started on YouTube. Like it was one of those shows that premiered on YouTube, which is how we hear Unfinished Business. That's how we actually came to love the show. We watched it together, binged, watched it on YouTube. Um, And what's um, really cool is now it airs on BET. So, you know, shout out to them, you know, making those deals, whatever, even though BET be acting crazy. Um, But anyway, Roomy Lover Friends, just to give you guys a quick or a brief like premise of what the show is about, is about a relationship between two roommates that grows complicated after, of course, they sleep together. So there have been uh, multiple seasons that have come of this show and actually a movie that has also been made um, and distributed through VHX via Black and Sexy TV. Um, So we definitely recommend you guys checking out that show. And then another favorite of Unfinished Business is, and this is currently um, more of their, I I would say more, their more current, one of their current shows is Sexless, which is about four female friends navigating adulthood in the world of dating. Personally, it's one of my favorite shows. Um, I, I would recommend watching this series uh, for anyone in their, I wouldn't even give it, put an age, you know, an, uh, an age frame, you know, on who this show is appropriate for. But if you are in your mid to like mid twenties to like mid thirties, definitely a show to check out. And, um, from sexless, they have a spinoff called chef Julian, which within the last couple of days, they just premiered season three. So that's something else to check out. If, um, that is of interest to you. So um, just to continue, um, Black and Sexy TV, uh, the creators, the people who are behind this network are super engaging via Twitter um, initially and now Instagram, Facebook. And it really is like how they have maintained relationships and how they engage with their fans is what is the reason why they have such a solid foundation, such a loyal fan base, and their marketing tactics are genius. They use their existing shows to promote um, new shows, and they have a lot of behind the scenes and, um, you know, live uh, tweeting and, you know, people, uh, cast members from one particular show speaking on um, the premiere or, you know, other episodes of other shows. And it's funny and it's smart. And um, I would call, you know, this group of people, this team marketing mavens in terms of how they have been able to maneuver this space and how they've been able to use it to their, use it to their advantage. Um, and I just wanted to kind of wrap this up with a quote from, Uh, Dennis Dortch from this particular article in Atlanta Black Star. And he goes, Black and sexy is alive in my DNA. It's given me the opportunity to fulfill that dream and fulfill that brand that I started off doing and literally becoming a source of income and my focus every day. Before I was chasing Sundance and opportunities to work in Hollywood, Black and sexy TV has stopped all of that. It's about what we can do for ourselves at this point. And that quote right there, you guys, is why they are mm-hmm. too smart, too black. So mm-hmm. shout out to them. I just also wanted to add that they did uh, premiere their first award show back in 2015 featuring Janelle Monet. They have since. It continues to grow. 
And Numa, she also added how this has been a lifelong dream of hers to um, to to meld um, her entrepre- entrepreneurial spirit with her um, creativity. And that is what we have today as Black and Sexy TV between this now married couple. So shout out to them. Check them out on um, Instagram, Black and Sexy TV, on Twitter, Black and Sexy TV. And you can also go to their website, blackandsexy.tv, which is also where you can subscribe to their channel. So check them out. Yeah. Check them out. Shout out to them. Um, Thank you all for tuning in to this very robust, crazy, hilarious, informative, and black and sexy edition. Oh, and shout out to the moms of... Oh, yeah, Unfinished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Hey, mom. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, mom. My mother asked hey, me about What'd you like, say? My mother asked me. I was like, oh, mom, I got to get off the phone for this podcast. She said, the what? <laughs> she said, what's that? I was like, it's like the radio. <laughs> anyway, she's like, she's like, send, well, send it to me. Let me know when you're on air. I'm like, well, it doesn't really. Uh, <laughs> Look, just send, just send Viola the link. Just, just. Tell, she tell wanted Veronica. to know. She wanted to know if she could get the edited version. I said, "We not doing." <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh-uh, uh, mom. <laughs> she said, it "Does it? Do y'all have profanity in it?" I was like, oh. "A lot, mom. A lot of fucking profanity." <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you guys, thank you for tuning in again. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Check us out on Podomatic. We love you. Thank you guys for the support. And we will check you guys out next time. Bye. Peace. Bye.